Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam and on today's episode we are going over season 6, episode 15 called Angels We Have Heard on High and it premiered on December 20th, 1995. Okay, so we see Susan and Brandon in bed sleeping at the Walsh house. And she's trying to sneak out in the morning. And he says, you know, there's no secret that we sleep together. I don't understand why you have to sleep out every morning. And she kind of is like, I mean, she feels weird. It's his parents' house, even though his parents don't live there. Um, He's convincing her to stay. So she says, fine. They start doing a little morning loving and the front door opens and we see Cindy Walsh. She has returned. She's looking around the house. She sees that it's set up for Christmas and she walks. She says, Brandon, she's walking upstairs, knocks on the door. Susan's like, who is that? And he's like, it's my mother. He's like, just a minute, mom. He opens the door and we see Susan freaked out, hiding like in the blanket, completely mortified um, to meet Cindy. Um, Cindy was apologizing for, I guess, she didn't barge in um, and she didn't tell him that he was coming. So it's kind of funny. Um, But Brandon asks where dad is and she says, I don't know and I don't care. That's not good. So it seems that Cindy and Jim are not in a good place at the moment. So they're in a big fight and she decided to hop on a plane and go visit Brandon for the holidays rather than go to London, I guess. So um, then we see, so that guy Scott that Steve was working for I guess has some like personal business that he would like Steve to help him out with. So he asks Rush to ask Steve and basically he's got some gifts for the holidays. He wants him to help them out, uh, you know, hand them out. And Rush tells Steve it's good for kind of job job applications or jobs after school um, just to get ahead. I mean, I guess it seems that I mean, I guess he's a junior, start thinking about what he wants to do. And it seems that maybe Steve might have an interest in, well, we know he's in the, you know, likes the entertainment industry, but maybe he wants to be an agent or something because he was working as an intern at this agency. So it's possible that is the route that he wants to go into. Um, So we then see Colin showing Valerie that the portrait that he did of her I actually will say, because I've made comments on Colin's artwork before that I don't think is very good or um, adult looking. This was actually good. It actually looks like a picture of her. Um, So whoever actually did this portrait of Tiffany Amber Thiessen, it actually looks like her. Um, But she says it is a gift for David. So he's going to wrap it in bubble wrap for her. I did say in the last episode that I don't know who would want this. I guess it's, so she's giving it to her boyfriend as a holiday gift. That's why she bit on it. But it's like a big portrait and he lives in the dorm. So he's going to hang a big picture, an art painting of his girlfriend in his dorm room. 
Like, that's something, like, that picture looks like it would be in, like, the Martin household and Donna's house. <laughs> like, like, it does not, it's, like, also if you've seen David's dorm room, he's got this, like, green and black, like, shape. It's very kind of, like, bohemian, also, like, 90s-esque boys room. So that type of painting does not fit. So it's just kind of a weird gift for him. Um, and I guarantee you the next time we see David's dorm room, it not, will not be hanging up and we will never see this picture again. Um, so I'll keep a look on that. But with that being said, it's a gift for David. Um, and before he goes to wrap it in bubble wrap, he gets a knock on the door. It is a guy that has given him a little baggie of cocaine. Um, he claims that the gang all, uh, you know, they all drink. He doesn't drink. This is his little holiday cheer. He got himself a gram of cocaine. Um, I don't know if I knew what this was. I mean, I probably did. I don't remember. Like I said, I remember Valerie smoking pot for the first time in the first episode and thinking she was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I don't, I probably, this was completely over my head at the time. No idea probably what this was in 95. I was also a little immature for my age when it came to certain stuff. So, um, 95, I was in middle school here. So I definitely, yeah, it was probably over my head. So, uh, Claire and Steve are delivering these gifts together and they knock on the door of um, some apartment building. A very attractive woman opens the door and she opens it and it's an easy bake oven. And she's like, oh my God, Scotty's the cutest. So it's like it's clearly some woman that he's sleeping with and he got her an easy bake oven, which she thinks is adorable little gift. Um, which, I mean, I think, I think that was funny. I would totally take an easy bake oven. I don't think, I think... We did have one, but I don't know what we, like, I'm having memories of it, but I don't remember really what we baked in it. Um, are those still, like, actually, like, gifts? Because um, I think those were, like, really, really cool gifts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into that because for, like, a little girl or even a little boy, like, Easy Bake Ovens are, I think, a really good, like, Christmas holiday gift, I think. It's a cute idea. Um, so Brandon, Valerie, and David are talking about the marital issues between Jim and Cindy. Um, Nat offers advice and he says they'll work it out. He says it's just, you know, people have fights, couples fight, they'll be fine. But you could see like Brandon's definitely bummed out about this. And I get it. I mean, even though he's an adult, I think no one wants to see their parents uh, gets forced even if your parents fight all the time there's I mean Cindy and Jim didn't but I think it's a common you know common thing for him to be upset about and it's funny just because like everyone else on the show their parents are divorced so they're like ah you'll get used to it type of thing um which he obviously doesn't want his parents to get divorced so um we see Steve and Claire in the car and He's complaining about Rush and makes some comment about Rush not being his real father. And Claire's like, 
what are you talking about? And he's like, I was adopted. And she's like, no, you're not. And he's like, yes, I was. I was adopted. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Again, I don't understand why this is a let's feel bad for Steve because he's adopted thing. I don't get it. I, I actually find it almost offensive that they're making it like, oh, my God, poor you. You were adopted. Like, why this is a bad thing in any way, shape, or form. And, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't adopted, but, like, I find this offensive um, for some reason. I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's clearly a situation. Some people have children they get pregnant, they don't want the baby, it's an accident, they give it up for adoption, and people that are adopting the baby want babies. I think it's actually a wonderful thing. Some people cannot have children, and this is an option for them to adopt. So I think that to, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I mean, from now, like, kind of... Saying I'm sorry, like, it's, like, this burden on him, it just, I don't know. I mean, I think that for him, yes, Steve has had issues with being adopted. He did seek out his mother and all that on an episode, but I still, I don't know. I still kind of, like, I feel, I don't think it's that big of a deal. That's my, 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 my opinion. Um, and I'm not taking away any feelings that the actual kid has and they might, they 100% have any right they want to try to find or meet their birth family. That's, that's a separate issue. I think though, they're making it like it's, it's this weird thing that he's adopted and let's not, you know, talk about it. But anyways, they're continuing dropping off gifts and they go bring a box to a little girl who I guess is the niece of Scott. So continuing with the gift giving. Um, Brandon, still bummed about Jim and Cindy. Um, as she's trying to console him, he doesn't want it to, you know, she's like, please don't be mad at me. He's upset. Um, I mean, because they're kind of, she's implying that they're talking about like separating. Um, and... Like I said, it's normal for him to be upset about that, I think. 100% normal. So, um, there's a Christmas party at the Walsh house. And Don is probing Joe about what he got her for her gift. I think probably a birthday gift because we know that Donna's birthday is Christmas. Uh, Valerie and Cindy are talking kind of about Jim. Whereas, you know, Valerie, I think, is a little bit more understanding than Brandon because she's just a family friend. But she... You know, she does have that, like, I think for Valerie, it's kind of like Cindy and Jim are, like, kind of more of an aunt and uncle than just friends to her. Um, I do also find it very odd that everyone is at the Walsh's house. Like, no one's with her family. Um, Donna does mention that her parents are in Hawaii. Um, I don't know why she didn't go with them. Um, why... Colin and Susan did not go home for the holidays. I mean, I guess they were just there for Thanksgiving. So I'll give them that. Um, where is Kelly's mother, uh, David's father? Like, where is everybody? No one is... Well, David's Jewish, so actually David gets a pass. Um, but it's it just... I don't know. Uh, we then see Colin holding court, uh, telling these crazy stories. Um, also... This moment, he's telling the story about some girl in New York, this 
this whole story in New York City story, because that's Colin's identity, New York and art. Um, there's about five random people that he's telling the story to while Kelly's standing right next to him. Who the fuck are these people? There's five random people at the Walsh house that we have never seen before, and he's telling them the story. Like, these people have never been ever seen before. So there's random people that Colin's just telling the story to. I thought that was so bizarre. So if you watch this, look for that. Um, then uh, Valerie notices kind of what's going on with Colin because he's telling the story. He's very animated um, because he's high. He's doing cocaine. David immediately notices also, and David picks up on it too because it's kind of obvious. He's not acting like himself. Um, Nat is there. He is going for midnight. He's going to, of course, Nat is there. Um, Nat is going to midnight mass. He invites Cindy with him. And as they're about to leave, Rush comes in. Cindy and Rush talk for a second. Um, he says, where's Jim? I'll take him out on the golf course. And she says, he's not here. And kind of, you know, he, it was actually kind of a cute thing. Rush is like, you're right, kid. Like to Cindy. (laughs) Um, uh, she's like, I will be. But anyway, so he comes to speak to Steve. So he pulls Steve aside and he tells him that he messed up with the delivery of the presents. He says, you gave Scott's mistress an easy bake oven and you gave his niece lingerie. To which Steve is kind of laughing about it and rushes like, this is not a laughing matter. But he says, um, I didn't mess it up. I did not label it. I delivered what was on the label. So whoever labeled it, they messed up, not me. And then Rush is still kind of mad at him. Like Rush is just like, yeah, you blame it on everybody else. Sometimes I'm embarrassed to like call you my son, which was a very hurtful thing to say to him. To which Steve's like, well, then don't because you're not my real father and walks away. So, um... Colin in the bathroom doing some more lines of coke. Uh, Claire is now consoling Steve, who is very upset about what happened with his father, rightfully so. And Susan is trying to make Brandon feel better about his parents. Uh, You know, obviously he's upset about this. So next, it is 3.27 a.m. And Joe calls Donna to wish her a happy birthday. So I guess that is the exact time that she was born. Um, I think that's probably the only cast member we will ever know their exact time and that they were born. Also, I mean, Kelly has two different birthdays. So it's just, you know, it's funny. Um, So I guess Donna's officially 21 now. Um, Then... He says he has her gift. He gives her a little. She wants hints. And when they hang up, he's like, all right, you're on. So he bought her a parrot. And he is working on having the bird say, Joe loves Donna. And he's having, you know, the the, the parrot saying it. And it's also, you know, when it doesn't say it, he's like, damn bird. So it's kind of funny. Then... Christmas morning, Brandon comes downstairs, Cindy's already up, we got a robe on, drinking coffee, Brandon goes running into the, you know, the living room, um, he's got, uh, you know, going into his stocking, and 
Cindy got him a very nice watch that was in his stocking. I don't know. Do people put those? I always thought as a Jew, um, myself never had Christmas, but I always thought stockings were like little things like socks or I don't know. Um, what do you put in your stocking? But he's got a watch in his stocking that was very nice from Cindy. Um, and then he's talking to his mom, obviously, again, and she's saying basically she and Jim have lost each other. He wants them to work out, work it out. He's like, don't you love him still? Something along those lines. Also, I'd like to question where everyone's sleeping. This house was a three-bedroom house. Brandon is living in his parents' room. Steve is living in his room. And Valerie is in Brenda's room. Where is Cindy sleeping? Or did Brandon give Cindy his bedroom and where is he sleeping? Because he came downstairs, so it's not like he's sleeping on the couch. Um, do they have a fourth bedroom, a guest room, that we didn't know about? If they did, why is David not living there? Because they were supposed to get an apartment with him and he's stuck in the dorms, like I've said. I don't know. But anyways, there is a knock at the door. It is a delivery man for a, with a package for Miss Cindy, Mrs. Cindy Walsh. And when she opens it, it is an angel pendant from Jim. And he calls her his angel. He says, please come home soon. And all of a sudden, she's fine. That's all she seemed to have needed. She's happy. She says to Brandon, I better call the airline. So I guess she's going back to Hong Kong. Uh, just like that, because Jim called her angel. It's possible she was feeling that he wasn't putting any effort in and kind of on his own little path and this maybe change things for her. So then um, Steve goes to the peach pit to meet up with his dad. He wants, his dad wanted to talk to him kind of about their argument the day before. Um, we see Rush is in a great mood. Steve's not like in a great mood, but they, they talk about it. He said, you know, you made a comment about me not being your father. He then gives him an envelope. And in that envelope is the adoption form for Steve and he sees that Rush is listed as the birth father. We find out here that Rush apparently had an affair with a woman named Karen Brown, who was Steve's birth mother. And he basically adopted his own child. So Rush is telling Steve, I am your actual biological father. Um, your mother couldn't have kids. And he said back then you could basically buy a baby. So he's saying, I bought my own baby. Um, which it's, it's interesting they ended up making Rush his birth father. Because I think people had always said like it was good casting because Steve and Jed Allen, who plays Rush, do actually kind of look alike. Um, so they ended up making him. So he's his father. Um, Samantha doesn't know. And you see Steve is very upset about this. He's heartbroken that he's now, what, 20 years old, finding out now that his father is actually his father. Um, but he's, you know, they're they're having a nice heart-to-heart, -heart, and I think he's understanding it, but he's upset that he's 20. He's finding this out now, and Samantha does not know that the birth father is actually rush um so they're not going to tell her i think i don't 
I don't know. I mean, at this point, they're divorced. I mean, I guess there's, he's saying he had an affair when they were married, and that's how Steve was conceived. But again, uh, he's still not going to tell her. That's a big deal. Um, but I mean, I guess she also would be very upset about this. So um, the gang is hanging out um, at the Tournament of Roses event that they're having um they're uh made some fake snow people are sledding and it's this cute little thing um colin takes a little another bump of his cocaine then they have like this cute little snowball fight and valerie asks kelly if she notices anything odd about colin and brings up the coke to which kelly takes offense and was like nope did you give it to him um which obviously she's just like rolling her eyes about it um then the gang is at the peach pit and steve tells everyone hit the big news which is that rush is his real father he is really happy about it and everyone seems to be happy for him too um because he's happy about it colin goes into the bathroom to have another bump of cocaine that brings out birthday cupcakes for donna who is still waiting on her gift from joe and when Colin comes out of the bathroom, Kelly's there waiting for him. Um, she is like, what are you doing? He's like, I went to the bathroom. What's the big deal? And she's like, wipe your nose and walks away. So she's she's not into the fact that he's kind of doing this, you know, gram of cocaine like it's no tomorrow. Um, Joe comes home to work on the bird again to try to get him to say joe loves donna but he keeps uh saying well joe keeps saying damn bird because the bird is not saying joe loves donna so (laughs) now it's a another christmas party at the walsh house rush has joined the group makes a toast to his son because i guess he's happy that steve now knows that he's his son um joe comes in for with donna's big present and he pulls the blanket off the birdcage and he's like, go. And the bird keeps saying, damn bird, damn bird. Everyone keeps laughing. They're like, what was it supposed to say? And he said, Joe loves Donna. Um, but he doesn't. He says, damn bird. And they're all kind of laughing about it. And at the end of the episode, uh, Kelly, still annoyed at Colin because of him doing cocaine, but... He apologizes, says he won't do it anymore. They kiss and make up. And Cindy heads home to Jim. And all is well on this Christmas episode. Fun facts and tidbits. So um, Jason Priestley directed this episode. Uh, easy bake ovens do still exist so if you want to get some kid around i guess i don't know seven eight nine uh holiday gift it's probably a good option uh one song for this episode when brandon is talking to valerie and david about his parents at the peach pit i have uh rocking around the christmas tree by brenda lee good christmas song and for this episode spotlight i am doing it on rush sanders uh played by actor Jed Allen. Um, Jed Allen was born on March 1st, 1935 in New York City. 
Um, he unfortunately passed away um, in March of 2019 when he was 84 years old. Um, he went to the University of Washington where he majored in drama and started kind of like working out um, on a bunch of uh, kind of like TV shows, uh, soap operas mostly here and there. Um, he did uh, Days of Our Lives and Santa Barbara, which he was like a big time on Santa Barbara because he did a couple of years on that. He was on that show from 86 to uh, 93, um, right before he went into uh 90210, but he was only recurring, obviously, in 90210. He was on 18 episodes of that. He also, I've mentioned um, that uh, General Hospital is my soap, and he actually was on General Hospital as Edward Quartermain. And I remember it was kind of funny. So there was another actor that was actually on an episode of 90210, I believe, season one. Um, and he was Edward Quartermain, and I think the actor passed away in real real life. So they had brought on Jed Allen to play Edward Quartermain. However, he was probably about 20 years younger than the other actor, maybe 15 years. So he, the woman that played his wife on the show was still the woman. So it was just so funny that they completely, like he just went a complete opposite direction that he looks, he looked like he could have been her son almost. I, I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, that they did that. But um, also, he was married for a very long time. He got married in 1958, um, and he was with his wife until she passed away, which was in 2001, and they had three children together. He lived in Palm Desert, and I could be mistaken, but I believe that I had my cousins, my family, they had a house in Palm Desert or their parents did. There's some sort of connection there where he lived right next door to them. Um, Cause I remember being told this information and when I was younger and I was like, oh my God, cause they told me specifically because it was, they knew I was a 90210 fan and he um, was in fact on 90210. So um, yeah, that is it for um, the fun facts and tidbits for this episode. Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. On the next episode, we are going over season six, episode 16, called Turn Back the Clock. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.